There were quite a few different events going on. The lip of one Overeem was gross. I saw mm-hmm. it very early on Sunday morning. I didn't need to see that. Um, Tito Ortiz finishes an ex-WWE champ, which is a real headline that exists, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, show that proves fighting way easier from outside the cage. I mean, worst we have outside the cage is like a cut lip or it gets chapped because it's super dry at night while you're sleeping. Either way, nothing like what uh, Reem is dealing with today. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing, sir? I'm fine, but I would argue what we do is tougher than what Overeem does. Okay, I'm ready to hear that argument. (laughs) Well, first of all, he cuts his lip and he can, you know... Take a few days off. No big deal. We cut our lip. That's our whole business. Yeah. Can't talk. It's like, uh, I'm just going to have to bleed everywhere during this interview. You also, we have to, I've hit some of the headlines already that, that Overeem got knocked out or should have been referee finished maybe about one and a half centimeters before that. But I don't even know how to ask you Ortiz wise. Gordon Ryan fought a wrestler. He fought, yes. He fought Bo because wasn't it already an injury replacement, though? He was supposed to fight Jordan. Oh, there's so much to go with here. Why don't I start with this, Kev? Gordon was supposed to fight or at least have a match with Philippe Pena, right? OK. Then they were doing contract renegotiations, third coast grappling, the organization, so then they said, well, that's out because we can't afford that anymore. So we're going to give you a replacement match. And everybody goes, well, what's the replacement match? You can't possibly get one that's more ex- – I'm sorry, Hadolfo? Oh, yeah, I'll watch that. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Hadolfo comes in. They then decide instead of going their own pay-per-view route that they're going to go back to flow grappling. And when they do that, apparently Hadolfo's out. Once Hadolfo's out, they say, well, what are we going to do now? And – Apparently, Ryan McGuire, who's uh, the gentleman behind Third Coast Grappling, says, we had some backup ideas just in case we were prepared. And that's when they said, how about Herberth? And then Herberth went crazy and was asking for more money and was asking for more perks. And that's when everybody said, dude, you're just coming here to get spanked anyway. So why are we going to pay all this additional money? It's almost like you're pricing yourself out of this match. And Herberth ended up getting pulled from the card and then there was that questionable did he give up at i think spider does he have any heart etc etc that prompted them to say oh god thank god we got rid of him the final replacement was them saying ah fuck it just bring a wrestler because that's been the whole talk of the town is well how does wrestling do against jujitsu and oh if i had these rules you couldn't do this or if you do this you can't have me do that it's just silly However, it was intriguing in the sense of, well, how is it going to work? You know, who's going to win and how are they going to do it? And we saw yesterday that Gordon Ryan was able to get a submission triangle choke, still not calling it a strangle, uh, against Bo Nichols uh, deep in the 13-minute mark of their match. That's kind of – well, I saw, <laughs> I saw the ass scooting. Mm-hmm. That we're going to joke about here in a few <laughs> to bring people past the third wall. But there's the, the, the clip going around shows Gordon Ryan just straight up. 
I don't know. <laughs> What's the opposite of taking someone from behind? He yes. was trying to take someone from behind, except he was behind. It was Gordon amazing. Looked like an animated cat with their tail stuck in the air. That like they have to over exaggerate it because it's animation. And uh, yes, he was essentially backing his ass up into Bo, who was kind of like, "What the fuck is this?" Bo then says, "Fine, I'll take a suplex," which is supposed to be for some points, but apparently it was tied two-two for whatever reasons. And there were modified rules here that meant it was either going to be you get a submission or you win by points in that 15-minute time. So really, we all know uh, Bo's not submitting Gordon. But he definitely threw him on his fucking head. That suplex was amazing. (laughs) The trip. So that is not something I would do with the wrestler. Now, I don't have Gordon's confidence, skill set, (laughs) or general ability. But... Going ass first at a wrestler feels like a recipe for disaster. Well, the idea was you couldn't pull guard. So if you can't pull guard on a wrestler, you almost have to give them the takedown. So we have a lot of people who are really smart at figuring out this strategy and uh, we're postulating it on the Internet. And I, it's just it's a little weird because we haven't quite figured out the exact rule set that works as a middle ground between the two. Uh, because idiots have still been talking. But it did get people interested in some extent. Um, I don't know. There's been a lot of all-over-the-place criticism on this one, and some of it is right on the money, and some of it is, you know, just shit posting. But, man, this was a weird one, Kev, I have to admit. Why? Well... Wrestlers are going to make the argument that Gordon doesn't have any takedowns. And Gordon was trying to say he was winning the stand-up battles, to which, no. Bo was basically just trying to let Gordon try to shoot in on him for 12 minutes to try and exhaust him. He figured that would be the way to kind of make sure he could win by the points. Gordon apparently did something where the feet touched the ground, which wouldn't be a takedown in wrestling, but in IBJJF, it kind of does a thing, so... It's weird where no one looks at this and says, like, oh, this is exciting as a match. It's more the intrigue of what's happening. So if you're into that, then sure. But if you're going to look for, like, a technical breakdown of what happened on any of it, mm, it's probably not going to come up anytime soon. So now Gordon's saying that he'll go to the more wrestling-oriented uh, rule sets uh, to which everybody's saying he'll get murdered. And maybe, uh, maybe they've got a strategy on that one, but it does not look promising to begin with. You won't get murdered. That's not happening for sure. He's very, I mean, he can fight. Uh, just the idea that none of your jujitsu skills will translate. It's like, look, he trains with plenty of wrestlers. They do wrestling only training. He's probably gonna be okay. I mean, it's just it's wacky to have these like interest stories and I I hope they get paid. I think they are. So there's that. But because to me, I'm going to use a comparison. Wrestling is to submission grappling as gi training is to submission grappling. I think I think they're great. But if all you did was wrestling, you're going to get submitted. If all you did was gi training, you're going to get submitted. It's the same basic idea. Submission grappling, especially no-gi submission grappling, is 
its own unique merger of arts. Yeah, honestly, it's I don't I don't have a word for it yet. Um, I think we probably will see a little bit more of it just based on the internet's ability and comment sections to now start dictating what matches are. Um, so yeah, I, I guess you're kind of interested in it. Um, I just saw it and I said, okay, we did it. Maybe let's put together some other stuff to go on. But I, I do think there is an appeal to the public to maybe cross the two in together. So we're at a weird impasse on it. Um, plus, you know, some things need to be fixed on, on the show uh, as a whole. Um, I got a, I, and here's the thing. I didn't ingest as much as everybody else did, but I got a lot of notes asking why I wasn't on commentary or if I could possibly commentate that one. Uh, and our main rule is always this. If you're going to be different, know how to be different. And be good. Like, we're rooting for everybody. So, if not me, totally, it's fine. But, like, I think the commentating was rough. Well, that's that's not uncommon. Yeah. <laughs> and you join a very well group of people here who uh, don't really get it or do it all that often. So, it's not, it's not super uncommon. But, yeah, I, I think that there was enough feedback in the comment sections in a – way that was identifying it. And again, as somebody who's, I've gotten stuff written about me, but I, I hardly think you'd find somebody who'd call me not really professional at what I do. Um, I would just say this. What I do when I get that note is, Kevin and I did this in speech. You take the note down and you just go, okay, cool. You do what you do well and you expand on that. But if you get a whole bunch of notes on something, you know, take it seriously and just kind of see what you can do to make it better the next time. But yeah. I would I would look into it. Look into it. Are you ready to go talk some UFC fights? The I think the so. ones coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh sorry about Brian Ortega's ACL. Too bad. We'll be back with you UFC two forty five in just a moment. So, Kev, we've taken a couple weeks off of over-under, right? Yeah, because I've been dominating the opponents too no, much. Too that, much. That's, that's not at all the reason. You know that. I do know that, but I'm sticking with it now. I've made a commitment. Okay, that's fair. Well, yes, we took a couple weeks off of doing it because life gets in the way and we got shit to do, guys. But we're back and we figure for the last – is this the last over-under, Kevin? Wait, hold on. Is there another card before the year ends? Probably. As, There's probably two. <laughs> There's a secret UFC ESPN card that has just one good fight. It's there. So with the intention of what if this is one of the last things we do of the year, <clears throat> I thought it would be important that we bring back a guest and finish strong, Kevin. So this time I wanted to bring somebody who thinks like a technician, like a jiu-jitsu technician who has very, very prominent videos uh, has some experience, you know, not just qualifying for ADCC, going to ADCC, living the life of a jiu-jitsu practitioner in all facets. Now, does any of this scare you? All of it. Every part okay. of that scared me. I didn't <laughs> like I didn't like the instructor part because that normally requires a certain amount of experience. And I sure. the ADCC part's very terrifying. 
It is. And, you know, hey, man, it's a difficult beast to crack. But I'm happy to tell you that for some keen insight and some yucks, I thought I would bring a friend of the show, Alec Balding. Alec, how are you doing, sir? What's up? I'm great. Alec, first of all, I noticed that you're in a weirder temperature climate. I was used to you being in the part where it snows and everybody looks very uh, cold. <laughs> where are you currently now? I just moved to Orlando, Florida, teaching at or Orlando BJJ. Awesome, awesome. How has the adjustment been for you? Have you uh, found yourself as a headline that reads Florida Man yet? Because if you haven't, you will. Are you oh, doing God. math? God, what's no. the What's I the? Hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to God <laughs> that doesn't happen. Well, uh, just keep on your game. This it's an unsafe <laughs> place in Orlando. Just when you think you're like, I'm just going to the store. I'll just put uh, flip flops on. Just be careful. Just always be ready because there might be, you know, a sinkhole with a gator at the bottom. And I do like your chances. I want to be clear in that match, but still, <laughs> that would be kind of fun. Maybe that would be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, Raph, it'll make, make for some good content. I'm going to turn. Okay. Well, that's true. If you've got, uh, <laughs> that would be an awesome video. How to grapple an alligator. Black uh, killed by alligator. Florida man killed by alligator. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would Alleg definitely say Florida BJJ instructor because <laughs> they'd really want the clicks on that. So Alec, I mean, so you're in Florida though. How has the adjustment been? I, you were telling us off air. It's now hot and cold and that's a problem for you. Yeah, it's some days it's like summer and other days it's winter. So I'm trying to get adjusted, but it's been pretty tough. But where did you originally grow up? I'm I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, so it's not too far. It's like maybe an hour uh plane plane flight. Is it just that you were gone for a little bit that you forgot the ways of Atlanta because in Atlanta maybe you were just spoiled with hotness all of the time yeah. because you know, there's a reason people call it hot Lana. So now you're in a region that has a little bit of unpredictable weather where you go, shit, I'm used to my cold now. Yeah, I am used to the cold. Like, you can be prepared, you know, do layers. But, like, here, if it goes, like, super hot where it feels like summer, it's like I'm not ready for that. Well, I'm glad that you're you're to the States again because, <laughs> uh, you know, you usually do seminars and you're always on – your academic kick of showing us how to do the best kinds of jujitsu. And I always like watching your videos. Oh, so for you. me, I just, I think it's kind of fun whenever I see somebody's going to go on a tour and they live in America because there's a good chance they're going to go around America. Whereas if you're on a European content, uh, continent, you know, when you say you're going on a seminar tour, I go, Oh, well, fine. Bye. Never mind. I'm never seeing you. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel like a world away. Okay, uh, so I have a question. Me. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, Before we get into how he started jiu-jitsu and why he, he feels the the gravitas to teach, if Gordon Ryan and you were fighting in a super fight and he just starts coming at you ass first, <laughs> what are you going to do? Because I've been oh, thinking about no. this since I saw the video. What do you? What's your strategy? Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm small enough. Maybe I could jump on his back, you know? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah jump on there. I just, so first of all, I, I don't know what it says about me, but I hadn't even remotely considered that option. I was like, that won't be good for me. If I jump on his back, I'm going to run into a problem. 
Yeah, I mean, Gordon's a beast, man. Like, maybe a few years ago, <laughs> it would be more doable. Now it's like, <laughs> it's like me fighting an Avenger. <laughs> Can I ask, though, Alec, because this is crazy to me. Have you read any of the comments between the wrestlers and the grapplers who are bitching about this event? <laughs> uh, just a little bit, because, you know, Flow Wrestling and I guess Flow Grappling have a little uh, rivalry. So I'll just read some of the comments, but it's, yeah. Because the thing I'm most entertained about, Kevin, I don't know if you've seen this, is that when they got the suplex, they're like, that'll show Gordon. Ha. What a loser. And I'm like, well, Gordon ended up winning. And then when you say he ended up winning, they're like, because the rule set was in his favor. Duh. And it's yeah. like, well, it's kind of weird to see how empowered the stupid keyboard warriors can be. And it's not to say that the grappling folks are always that much better because grappling folks are going over to them and saying like, well, you know, Gordon gets takedowns on high level uh, wrestlers all the time. And then they show the footage of Bo like, like swiping a boy <laughs> like a cat. And I just like, oh, God. Well, that, that clip's going to stay around for a while. So we'll have to mm -hmm. get used to seeing it. I mean, all I know is, is that some days when I see Gordon and Trolls, I just think, you know, you guys deserve each other. Yeah. Good for you guys. You found a perfect, weird, symbiotic relationship that the both of you need each other to live. Because he talks shit to you, and he'll respond to all of you, which yeah. only makes more of you come out of the woodwork. I like that. It's like he was built for this generation of grappling, internet-wise. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain people that are just... Uh, came around at the right time if the kardashians were born yeah. in the 70s no one's ever gonna <laughs> fucking know who they are right there's just there's no give a shit if it doesn't have reality she reality show bullshit well, if gordon, gordon had to do this by you know like uh morse code he'd be like you're an idiot stop i'm gonna Kill hot yourself. take this if stop. this Kill was yourself. the 90s no one would have heard of gordon he'd be terrible at <laughs> yeah. grappling there's my hot take for the night good job kevin Thank i mean you. it's different times like you said He's the Kardashian of uh, Kardashian grappling. <laughs> so well, that that would you, would be you, sir. That did the actual <laughs> linking, uh, but I'm here for it and on board. And it's so weird because on his Instagram, on his one of his stories, he's like, "I don't see how these idiots when he's posting a photo of the Kardashians make this much money. It's stupid." I was like, "You're that." <laughs> You're doing just that. Like you're playing into the Kardashian game. Like you're just dude Kardashians. And then when other guys go up to each other, like, did you see what Gordon said? Ugh, yeah. It's the same thing of, a like, a housewife mm -hmm. that you make fun of being like, oh, yeah, Kim, she didn't get invited to this house party, and it was drama all episode. It's like, mm-hmm, same difference. Kev, would you like to know some background information about your future opponent here? Absolutely. Was that just uh, that's your oh, that's my cue to ask him some questions? Got yes, it. that's the, handing over the baton, one might say. Well, OK, Alec, you've been at this jujitsu game for a little bit. We've got ADCC. But do you mind telling me about your like biggest you're trying to do a video about a technique? What's the one mm -hmm. that took you the most hours? You were like, God, I cannot get this or teach this. Do you have one that stands out? Uh, not too much because a lot of the films I do, I, I, I do it during class. So that kind of puts me in like the hot seat to like get to a good point. Um, 
I think my the the video that did the best for me was also the one I, I didn't want to film. I think like my back was hurting and like I couldn't get really any students to help me demonstrate on. So I was just like, hey man, put the camera on me. And I was like feeling terrible. And then like that video ended up blowing up. So uh, so it was weird that way. You know, life's weird. Do you have a signature loss that still irritates you? Uh, probably all of them. Oh, probably all of them. What's the <laughs> most recent two? Who have you? Who are the uh, most recent two losses? That just bothered me, really. Yeah. Ah. I mean, man, Black Bull is so competitive. Like, hey, anybody could lose. <laughs> I'm, I'm unaware, but it looks competitive. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't name any too many matches where I just felt like, man, I, you know, uh, you know, maybe this last ADCC uh, with Gabriel Arges, that's definitely a match I want to uh, do again. All right. Well, Raf uh, can't beat Gay Barges. Has a lot of confidence in the gym when he's teaching, and definitely <laughs> used Tim the Toolman Taylor as a visual aid in one of his videos. So I think I'm. I'm sorry. not. Not a hundred percent sure. That's the takeaways from that. Okay. Uh, Alec, the important thing that we do here is we allow for cross examination because you will have to do some trash talking to Kevin in our game. So, what kinds of cross examination questions do you have for him? Because you got to get to know the person before you make fun of them. We don't just do a show where we make fun of strangers. That's mean. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. what would you like to know about Kevin? I don't know. What are What are you insecure about? Like, what's my, my <laughs> here? That's a oh, whole nother podcast. <laughs> For someone that spent a lot of time in front of audiences, I'll use yours. Uh, everything, um, Florida sinkholes. No, lately yeah. I've been having some uh, some. I've been injury snake bit, which is just one of those. Either my jujitsu was too dependent on strength for the first six to seven years of my life, or I'm just getting old. I, I oh. turned 34 on Tuesday, so that's that. That hurts. Just hey, in that's, general, that's good ammunition for me then. Kind of everything hurts, I guess, is the best. Maybe that's that's the age 32. I'm starting to understand what happened to Jesus at 33. I think he was just done. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, oh, well. Yeah. I realized it was 33. He was a prophet. I've always prided myself on trying to just make it past Jesus's mark. And I was like, I'm a few days away, but feeling strong. You think, like, God's going to hear that and be like, oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dang it. 20, 30, 32. Tomorrow I'm trying not to leave the house, so we should uh, keep you posted. Well, that is a good note to know. Kevin's birthday is Tuesday, so Alec, you know, he might be feeling a little about that, so you can always go to that because <laughs> this UFC does take place on, you know, Saturday, which would be after his birthday, so that's always good to know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Kevin – Loves doing jujitsu. The fact that he has been able to has been tearing him up inside. Um, what else? Do you have any other questions that you'd like to know about Kevin? Because think outside the realm of jujitsu. You gotta you gotta get to those areas where you think like, what makes Kevin tick? Man, that's deep introspective <laughs> and thoughts I'm, right there. <laughs> I'm currently stalking you online. So I don't know what your <laughs> plan is, but uh, that's okay. I'm, I'm used to that. Cool. There's people stalking me. It'd be a lot easier if it wasn't nothing but instructional videos. <laughs> I'm trying to find something good here. It's like, is there a pissed off ex in his back? I don't know, Raph. Oh, this yeah, is why probably. I need names longer. Why do? Well, hold on. 
why Orlando? So you were, this is actually a good question for both just getting to know you before we uh, start over under Kevin. And in general, I'm just curious, why Orlando from Sweden? How, what's the journey like here? Is it just about, I wanted to teach at this school, I'm, I'm, you're kind of have wanderlust? Uh, it was a few different factors. Uh, so in Sweden, I had like a work permit that was ending. So I needed to get a new job. And then around the same time, the instructor that was here, he ended up getting fired. So they just reached out to me. So it just kind of worked like perfectly. And it was like right after ADCC, like we had talked before, but I, I moved here right after ADCC. So like, man, it just worked perfectly somehow. Well, that's pretty damn awesome. And now you're in Orlando. So that's my, what's the biggest difference so far? What do you miss about Sweden? Uh, definitely the girls, you know, man. Thank, thank you for answering in the perfect <laughs> possible way. I was, I thought for just a second, you were like, you know, the people were just really uplifting. It's like the girls oh, are perfect. No, That's terrible. what I got. All right. It was the girls. Hey, this is, uh, this is a charming young man who's in shape. I can imagine in Sweden. Single? That's just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And now you've gone to Orlando. So t- talk about putting down the uh, name brand and heading over to the uh, just like whatever Cheerios bottom shelf is. It's probably like <laughs> Frownios or something. But whatever that is, that's that's Florida. And I'm pretty I'm sure the... it's not Miami because I, I would get in trouble in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that far away, my guy. I know. <laughs> pretty <laughs> close. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if somebody showed you a map of how far it isn't from where you are. It's got to be like an hour or two, right? Well, yeah, don't look it up, though. Uh, I guess that's the important thing. Um, You know, I think we're going to transition in just a second. But here's the thing I want to tell you, Alec, is that I'm so glad that you are going to be doing this game because this game, it becomes difficult as you go. Mm-hmm. because your your kind of tendency to want to give good analysis is going to try and take over. Oh, but then you're going to yeah, hear Kevin get you with some of these digs about what he just did right there was extra intel, being like, what do you miss the most? Hmm, mm-hmm. writes down nervously. So it's <laughs> very important, like a good competitor and a good instructor, you stay focused. This is you oh, having man. a back injury and saying, I don't really want to do this. But you're going to pull through, and you're going to play our next installment of Over Under Kevin. All right. And now it's time for another thrilling installment of Over Under Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another installment of Over Under Kevin. I am your host for this portion, and here's the way this game works. We give each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. If I so deem it, they will get 15 seconds of rebuttal. Although we are technically looking for whoever gets the most picks correct as the winner, the real person who wins is the person who talks the best amount of trash talk. Gentlemen, do you both understand the rules? Kev? Absolutely. And to prove I understand the rules, I just did a quick Google on Miami strip clubs, and I just want to throw up Bella's Cabaret as a nice first. <laughs> it's a mere three hours from his academy, so you can make a weekend out of it. It's not a bad drive. Just get through Port Prince. You're there. Good way to promote your students. Hey, and you're, I'm not. You're getting I, into my head. I'm not judging. You can also go to the Mail Encounter Mail Strip Club. That's just another 20 minutes down the highway. 
you, man, you know your audience very well, Leo. Thank you. <laughs> so here's what I would like to say to you before you start. Uh, Kev, that was really good. Uh, you obviously understand the rules. Alec, you do understand the rules, though, correct? I do, but I'm probably going to get my ass kicked, but, you know, I'll give it, give it a good try. We just we, – okay. If you saw <laughs> – Gabe Argus again. Would like you just he, be like, hold on, Raph, I got it. Like he gave okay. ADCC 2019 a good try. Oh, you know what I mean? That's oh. <laughs> specific. Okay. If you saw Gabe Argus again, would you just be like, um, I mean, you had a win over me, and that's kind of annoying, but I guess I'm going to lose that. Would that happen there? Oh, hell no. I'll be exactly. like, I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> He's like, exactly. Alex, like, I care about that. I already forgot Kevin's name. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the kind of the the motivation I want you to have right here, Alec. This is this is a round. This is a match that's longer than eight minutes. It's kind of more sub only, no time limit kind of a deal. But here's the deal: we're gonna get through this together. We're gonna start, and if you could believe this, this is at the bottom or like the middle third of the main pay per view card. But I'm gonna put 15 seconds on the clock, and I'm gonna ask Kevin who is going to win in the women's bantamweight match between Amanda Nunes. And Jermaine de Randy, uh, a missing Jackson brother. Go. I love the Jermaine de Randeme. The Anik does it the best. I'm going with Noons. This isn't difficult. She's the greatest fighter potentially on the planet right now. She's very good at this. And I really hope she wears a different animal head this time. She comes in with like a panda or something. That'd be cool. Okay. Uh, same question over to Alec. Who you got? 15 seconds. Go. Uh, Nunez, Nunes, uh, man, she's a beast. It's gonna knock. She's she's basically a dude. She she can be classified as that to some circles. I would ask you this though, Alec, if she were to change the animal that she is wearing, do you have an animal suggestion for her for her next uh, intimidation head? How's it going? <laughs> I don't know that much about her to know what animal head she's going to wear. It's okay. She normally is, one, uh, like, what, a tiger? Or what has she worn, Kevin? I know it's something to do it with her name. It was a lion. It was a lion, and it definitely had one of those. It was like, we're getting a little bit maybe more information about Nunez than we wanted to because it just felt like it was something she uses in her personal life as well, based off the confidence. Very possible. <laughs> <laughs> There's a women's flyweight bout, though, that I'm going to go ahead and skip to, which is Jessica I versus Vivienne Arejo. Alec, you get to start. 15 on the clock for you. I got to go with Jessica because that's the only one I've heard of. That is a common denominator that actually sometimes does prove to be a winning combination. Kevin, who do you have on this one? Oh, my God. I just found an article called 14 Things You Need to Know About Swedish Girls. Um, so I'll be uh, <laughs> incorporating some of that, but I'm taking Araujo. I'm going whenever a Brazilian woman's fighting on the undercard, they're probably going to win. Kevin knows too much about me. <laughs> I know four things about you, but hold on, you're going to love number four. Number four, Swedish girls absolutely love Americans. So we already we've already confirmed at least one. Alec. You know, yeah. there was a time on the show when I said, ask Kevin all the questions you could think of. Yeah. And I feel like I tried to give you the warning to be like, hey, Kevin knows four things. Would you like the opportunity to ask him another question? Yeah, I should have fucked up. 
Oh, this is good. Number 12, to get your flag, your best bet is to spit standard world game. Be confident, but dropping the value, cockiness, arrogance, and all that other stuff about America. Interesting. Okay. Kevin's learning a lot. While Kevin learns a lot, he's going to have to take a moment to tell us who is going to win in the women's bantamweight match between – is that a name? Ketlin Vieira? Ketlin. Oh. Looks like Kettle Vieira. Okay. Versus Irene Aldana. Kevin who do you got? I'll tell you something that pisses me off about ESPN. They don't even put people's full names. I saw G. Neal, and I was like, is the former NBA player Gary Neal fighting in this card? I'm taking Vieira. I'm sticking with the Brazilian sweep. All right. And now going over to you, Alec. Uh, I got to go Ketlin. No, BJJ all the way. Can I also bring up something about this fight? Raph, their last yeah, names have more vowels than I have ever seen Aldana. in my life. Vieira and Aldana. It's like eight vowels. It's not bad. It is. Well, here's the good news. We're starting to learn so much more about these competitors, but that's good because we're going into the bantamweight comp- uh, competition between Peter Yan and Uriah Faber. Alec, you start us off. 15, go. Uh, I got to go Uriah. I mean, you know, being a fellow short guy. Gotta go Uriah. Also, I taught at his school one time, Alpha Mel. So, Uriah all the way. Kev, 15? Uh, of course short guys would be like Alpha Male, because tall guys don't have that problem. We have confidence. We would just call our gym the gym or something male. Not all this alpha, overly masculine. I can't believe Uriah Faber's still fighting. I love it, but I'm going with Peter Yan. Um, let me ask this, Kev. Do you feel like he has some inside knowledge on this because he's taught at Faber's University? At Alpha Male. Yeah, I don't know if you heard the name. Of <laughs> Look, <laughs> him and his hyper-masculinity circles might have a little bit of information, but at this point, Uriah Faber's been fighting for 141 years. I think we all know what we're, what we're expecting as he gets into the card. That's about as long as he's been around, right, Kevin? Hey, you fucking shit. Oh, I was doing really good. I was starting to feel cocky. You mentioned my age, and I immediately got sweaty and self conscious. <laughs> it's like, you oh. Gave it to me. You gave it to me. Thank you. How, hold on. How old is your right favorite? He's over it's 40. Like, you should know that. Oh, thank God. Sorry. I, well, for you know, just a second, I was you know, like, short guys look young, though. That And he does look young. Wait, how old are you, by the way? I'm I'm 30. Okay, yeah, short guys look young. I'm staring at your videos. It's like, I would have guessed 25, and which takes me to number 13 on the list. Swedish girls love younger-looking guys. Kidding. Made that one up. I'm going to make some of these facts up about the Swedish list. I hope some people are listening to this. The girls chew tobacco, number 10. Is that true? Uh, no, they do snooze. It's, like it's almost like chewing tobacco, but it's in a little pouch. It's, it's disgusting. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, all right, okay. Well, so yes, is the answer. I'm gonna throw up just thinking about it. <laughs> That's some I, terrible I just, information I that I... I did it one time. Oh no, it was terrible. Hmm. Oh my god, that that sounds like an awful date. Uh, date or was it just it was a good date though? It was good. Okay, date. that's good. <laughs> but did you part. see her dip with it? Like, how do they use it, and what does it do? It's like a little pouch they put in their lip, and it's just like it's just pure nicotine going into their bloodstream or their their body, and they just keep it there. But yeah, it's disgusting. 
I'm glad we spent some time talking about that. Kevin, middleweight <laughs> category. Omari Akhmedov versus Ian uh, Heimlich Maneuver. Go. There is a 100% chance the entire audience is like, no, no, no. Go back to the uh, other thing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear more about this. I'm going to go with Akhmedov. Um, because the other one made me think of beer, and Akhmedinov sounds like a name that he was probably persecuted as a child. Something's going on there. All right, time for you. Alec, who do you have on this? Uh, I support America, so Ian. Ian. Oh, Are you familiar oh, you with you support Ian? America, do you? Where yeah. were you living before this, sweetheart? Hey, listen, I was doing reconnaissance for Trump. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, <laughs> in case Sweden invades with their Icelandic game where hold they on, all troll for you. Kev. Uh-huh. <laughs> if, we're, if we're being fair, that does sound like Trump foreign diplomacy. Sweden's to be attacking. Like, I know that doesn't sound right. Listen Don't worry. Here. I've sent some people. None of my generals are telling me right now that that's a problem, which means it's definitely a problem. It's, it's also why he Alan, moved back to basically D.C. now. Florida. <laughs> well, think about that. I mean, yeah, if he's at Mar-a-Lago all the time now, he's essentially already at a strip of paradise. So he's good. <laughs> he's he won't have to visit. Hold on. Where was this other uh, booby trap on the river, which is one of the world's worst gentlemen's clubs <laughs> as it's rated on Zagat. So that's good. Uh, we're now going to a flyweight competition between Brandon Moreno and Cobra Kai Kara France. What? <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. This I think this is him. Didn't I go first? Yeah, Alex on this one. I'm on this one? Yep, 15. Oh, that's not fair. Uh, let's go with Kai. He's from New Zealand, so, you know, New Zealand's been killing it. Well, they're, they're fighters. Hey, Kev, what do you got? Well, for someone who's going America first, he went as far away from America as possible versus Brandon Moreno, who's from Mexico. So I'm going to go with North America first. <laughs> I'm on a Brandon Moreno tear because he's tiny. But he's very good. And he's also a huge jiu-jitsu practitioner, combat vet. Yeah. I, well, I always pick the jiu-jitsu fighter, unlike some people on the podcast. Which is strange. You would think that with, you know, all the instructions and, you know, like the well, jiu-jitsu knowledge on this podcast. firsthand. <laughs> We're weak. The whole community. We just don't have the strength. I guess the question is, Kev, and I'll ask you this, and I'll give uh, Alec an opportunity. Would I to name him. my daughter Kara France? Yes, I would. Yes. Thank you for asking but the fact that Alec picked someone with France in the name, does that mean he's already surrendering? He's struggling with his America first, but he can fix that by heading over to Club Pink Pussycat, where their 4th of July <laughs> night will change your life. Hey, listen, we, we saved France before. We can save them again. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right, well, I've got 30 seconds on the clock for this particular pick. That is because of the co-main event between Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkano Ski. Go. Who is, this, who is this fight supposed to be? Was it always Holloway versus Volkanovsky? Yeah, I think it is. Okay, well, this is a terrible use of Max Holloway's current prowess and power. <laughs> It's just fucking awful. I'm going to pick Max Holloway because the other guy is not winning this fight. Uh, who do you have, Alec? Uh, I got to go Max Holloway as well. Can we talk about the depression here, which is 
Weren't they talking about Max Holloway being able to go up weight classes and compete and get these great super fights and him even entertaining Conor McGregor at some point and then saying, like, nah, Conor's got to do more to come at me. And next I'm fighting who? Alexander Volkanovsky? Who's another New Zealander. It's like he's not even Russian. This doesn't even have any Rocky elements to it. <laughs> Sucks. No. I... By the way, Volkanovski is going to knock Holloway out in 27 seconds now. It's going to be my fault entirely. So apologies to the Max Holloway community. It's okay. The good news is even if Max Holloway felt offended, he probably has enough CTE. He'll forget it very quickly. Yeah, and I was specifically oh. talking to his audience. No, hold on, hold on. Who odd that joke? The guy that Alex. picked Uriah Faber, who's already on year 33. I mean, they all make me sad. I'm, I'm sad that all these guys are fighting. <laughs> <laughs> they should just like, do jujitsu, man. We, we're making more money. Give it, like, a few more years. Well, that's a tough thing to tell your landlord, though. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, like, the best at jujitsu. Give it a few more years. But the way that bank account <laughs> works is... I'm going to make money in 2028. <laughs> so if hey, you can that's, hang that's, on. <laughs> that's my game plan. <laughs> no, no, it's not a, ga- a bad game plan for you. I just love the fact that like when people tell me, they're like, Raf, what do you do? I'm like, well, I'm one of the most recognizable jiu-jitsu commentator broadcaster guys. Ugh. You get it out there. You're getting I mean, <laughs> it's more so. Thank you very much for that underwhelming response. The thing about it is, though, you're I tell no people, hunkamania male strip club, oh which is over on Dulgen Street. <laughs> but you are you are recognizable. I appreciate that. I just tell people that I'm like, I don't know that is a true sign of how things are going for us or the lack of just anybody else ever doing it. That if you look up BJJ broadcaster, I'm not far on the list. Yeah. So. <sighs> sigh all right this is a, <laughs> sorry. This is a, sorry. a good no, financial i just scrolled down on my miami florida strip clubs list and i should not have done that that i should please. not have done while i was playing this game please share, please share kevin okay share. well it's called the office one stage one poll four songs per girl no one knows <laughs> that there are any private rooms or anything and it's never been crowded so go ahead <laughs> That'd be so great if that's just a place where all of the stars from NBC's The Office just go to occasionally drop in. And it's a huge joke. It's like, catch yep. Michael Scott on stage one. Michael Scott yep. on stage <laughs> one. Phyllis, when she's in town, is like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't really feel like getting up there and stripping. But it's Grant the in the city, from, too. From okay. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I don't well, why don't we return back to the game? Alec, you start off us on this one. It is Jeff Neal versus Mike Katy Perry. Go. Jeff Neal versus Mike Katy Perry. Are you not familiar? I got to go to Katy Perry. Oh. <laughs> okay. Katy Mike Perry. Perry. Sorry. <laughs> I got what I wanted. Kevin, what do you have for us? Tough few, tough few cards for, for Mr. Katy Perry. One. I know he's in the the good prelim spot. He's in the prelim spot that they do try and get a bump on. 
But this can't feel good to not be on the main card and be Mike the Eye Tattoo Perry. I'm going with Jeff Gary Neal. Dude, Mike Perry's from Orlando. Or he trains in Orlando. Yeah, that was part of my factor. Anyone from Florida, you can't trust. It's just meth, cocaine, and God. That's what they believe in. It's a weird paradox, but it's what they believe in. And it's what explains Mike Perry, frankly. You know, in a place called Pink Pony, which don't let your 2 a.m. search for something fun (laughs) and let you down. Is that in Miami? Yeah. (laughs) These are all Miami strip clubs. We have one in Atlanta, too. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. So he might already know the Pink Pony franchise. He knows how to order correctly. That's good. Hey, listen, guys. Pink Pony has good food. I don't know about the girls. But Zero chance that's true. <laughs> I, I, <know>. swear. <laughs> I swear. I swear to God. Okay. You can look yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this real quick. Before you ever put down a person like Mike Perry, uh, audience or people on this show, I want you to really think about this. And Alec, I know you're trying to defend him here, but if you read a Florida man headline, <laughs> do you have any for certainty that we wouldn't be referring to Mike Perry on at least 20% of those? I mean, honestly, I didn't even know who Mike Perry fucking was, dude. <laughs> oh, Mike Perry. That would make we'll him more upset too. than everything else we've said so far. He's already looking up the strip clubs. He's like, yeah, yeah I know yeah. about those. I'm, I'm already in on that. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm more interested in the strip clubs, guys. What did that That's kid fair. say from, from BJJ Orlando? So the good news is with uh, Mike Perry, he's the guy who says significantly stupid things that are always amazing. He's somebody who's like, I think after one of his fights famously was in a pre-presser or post-presser where he's like, we're going to go in there and we're going to go to war because that's what we do. And Holy it's just shit. like, I know oh, the gym he trains at. You do? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. It's uh, it's pretty close by. Oh, he's oh, he's a precious unicorn that must be protected at all times, except when he's fighting and then let the you know cards fall where they may. But speaking of which, we got a welterweight bout here. 15 seconds on the clock, Kevin. Who's going to win this one? Friend of the show, Matt Brown, or friend of the show, Ben Saunders, go. Friend of the show? He strangled my jaw within an inch of its life. Matt Brown is an asshole and will hurt your face if you're grappling with him, as well as a shocking leg attack game. I got to go with the Immortal. I love Saunders. I love the tough alums, but I'm going with the Immortal Colorado Zone. Alec, who do you got on this one? I'm going to go with Ben Saunders because that's the only only guy I know. <laughs> Don't know Matt Brown. Nope. See, here's the thing I think. I think you actually do know them. You just don't know the face to the name. Matt Brown has been around for eternity. And, like, if you saw him, I'm sure you'd be like, oh, that guy. Brown belt. Black belt? Brown belt. Immortal brown belt. Brown belt? I think so. Either way. Pretty good. Did you but he good. good. Yeah, he, he is. He good. Let's go to our next match. It is a bantam. He weight. doesn't have a flow roll speed. No. Doesn't have it. I stupidly said to him before we grappled, hey, I know your job. I'm not trying to hurt you. He's like, you're worried you're going to hurt me? Like, no. Oh. No. Oh, fuck. I don't, I don't know why you did that, Kevin. Just because I'm an idiot, Alec. Because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Professional fighters like, okay. I just, uh, I was trying to 
convey that I wasn't out there to prove anything. Well, mission accomplished after we started grappling. <laughs> Just Kev, is next time, just from Florida on this card, like half the people. I think so because they also need to reach what demographic. This one's in <laughs> Paradise, Nevada, so no. Maybe they just all could afford one flight from Florida, and they're like, everybody, just get on it. No, hey, listen, man. It's, it's easy to fly because Disney World, Disneyland over here. Yeah. Is that uh, a strip club? I didn't see that on the list. Oh all underage girls there. <laughs> Disneyland. Oh my god. Disney it, World. It is a... Which one is it? Oh, Disneyland. It's Disney no, World. No, y'all have Disney World. I have Disneyland here in LA. Ah, uh, okay. Let's do this. Let's go to our next fight. And it is a match between Marlon Moresh versus Jose Aldo Alec. You start us off 15 on the clock. I mean, my heart wants to say Jose Aldo, but you know, I I think he needs to retire. I think half these guys need to retire. So I'm gonna go with Marlon. Okay, Kev. Disrespectful. No one named Marlon has won a fight in seven years. I'm going with Jose Aldo for this is a respect pick. Look, I get okay. it. I get it. He knocked out by Conor McGregor before Conor McGregor lost his mind. That's the fight he should be trying to get back. And Jose Aldo's like, can't. So he needs to knock Moraes out in like 30 seconds and then be like, Connor, get your shit together. It's time. <laughs> Kev, have you seen the most recent photo of uh, one Jose Aldo, though? Oh, God. No. I don't it's like not looking already. good. I'm about to send it to you because I think, not like you can take back your pick. And I, and I would. No, he's got to keep it. He's got to keep it. <laughs> Shut up, Alec. You don't have to make the rules here. Hey, listen, old guys got to stick together, man. You got to stick together, Aldo. <laughs> the worst part is Jose Aldo is probably still younger than most of us on this show, and yet uh, he's old. He's dead. Uh, I've Every, sent a photo. Past 30's old. That is true. Oh, go oh, sad face. He's got the frown I was talking about. That's not good. Okay. Okay. And he, he looks fine. He's got like eight abs in there. He's got, okay. He's got eight to nine abs in there. You don't think that they're trying to weaken at Bernie's him alive on this one? I'm a little worried oh. they're weakened at Bernie's him. Yeah, I am a little worried about that because he's standing between two people <laughs> and he appears dead. So, yeah, I'm worried. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm going to have to make that meme when we're done here. So Didn't I'm gonna... do a ton of research, <laughs> but... I didn't realize Weekend at Bernie's 3 was filming this Saturday. <laughs> that was going to be the thing. Alec, I'll send it to you in the interest Can of Can the three of us start a strip club called Weekend at Bernie's? Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that people... You know, it has a great uh, necromancy uh, kind of attraction, I'm Alec, sure. Alec, I'm, have you seen the movies? Have you seen Weekend at Bernie's? Do you know what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just not into that. <laughs> yeah. You're not into We're the not practice into it either. We just watch the movies. <laughs> that I understand, but please don't be against we get at Bernie's. It's just fun, nonsensical nonsense. That's the best way to put it, uh, honestly. Uh let me make sure here. I'm gonna go ahead and pass that over to Alec just so that he sees what we're seeing because 
Kev, does this does that change your opinion? Not that you can take it back, but does no. that change your opinion at all? Not one iota. This okay. is like that week. I was like, Gary Johnson has some good ideas. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> good. All right. We're going to go to our next fight. It is a middle. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Kevin, you fucked up, man. Alec is now officially <laughs> on your side. He's seen it. He's confirmed weekend at Bernie's. He's con- <laughs> it's confirmed. But, Alec, given my propensity to meme things very quickly, do you feel that that is going to be a good meme? That's a perfect one. I'll, I'll steer it if you, if you make it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, you know what's a good time to talk about? It's a good time to talk about the fact that we normally have a wager on this show. Now, here's the thing. We all do grappling, and as you previously mentioned, we're all on track to strike it rich in 2028, but until then, we don't do financial bets. Kev, what are the types of bets that we do on the show for Over Under Kevin? We do joke bets. So things like having to give a fake commercial, having to do a technique video where you get demonstrated on those types of of bets, sending a shirt to the other person. Um, I made Keith Krikorian admit that candy corn is, in fact, an amazing treat. And that he oh. was wrong to talk shit on it at Halloween. So oh there's just some God. things like that. So Alec, we Just normally defer it. to the guest, but what we're going to do here is we're going to give you a couple more fights to think of what it is. So before I jump ahead to the next fight, do you have an idea for the type of bet you do without saying what it is uh, just off the top of your head? I'm thinking some type of technique video. I just okay. don't know what kind of technique. You missed the part where I said, without telling me what oh. it is. Oh. You'll oh, have shit. success with Icelandic street game, where you prowl the streets after the clubs for <laughs> for girls. Is that a thing? That's rule number 13. Is that real? Why is this taking so long to be in our show? Icelandic this should be every fucking episode. The Icelandic street clubs. game. <laughs> this one's back. I'm back to Swedish facts. Oh, Swedish facts. Sorry. Okay. Good. <laughs> Good switching I'll take off. Over, over Florida facts. Okay. Is there <laughs> some sort of Icelandic street game where everyone prowls the streets afterwards? Because in Florida, that gets you a very different reaction. I don't know. I've never been to Iceland, but yeah, Florida. I, I wouldn't do that in Florida. Okay. Good. I think. He, I think the argument is. Wait, Icelandic is that a Swedish thing? I'm so fucking confused. Go on, Rap. Sorry. Can't no, hear Iceland's you. a different country. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but you know, so's so's drinking games. Like I don't know where beer pong came from, but we played here. Good retort. Here was what we're gonna, gonna do. Kevin. You, that's Russian roulette. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, we we really don't allow Kevin to come on the show unless he is completely not sober in one way or another. And I am not. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, we're going to our next fight now. It's a middleweight bout between uh, Puma Sorino <laughs> versus Oscar Pirochata. Uh, Kevin, you start us off. Go. Yeah. Well, first of all, that's uh, definitely, definitely some of your your best, best work, work. <laughs> in you. a while. I'm gonna go with Soriano because it reminded it reminded me of Serrano, and that mm-hmm. took me to a major league place while we're really referencing '90s movies. So I'm going with Soriano. All right, Alec, what do you have for us? I'm going to Oscar because that's only I can only he's the only one with for Wikipedia. That's important to note. 
His name's Oscar. Uh, I just see it as O Pachota. So it's Oscar Pachota? Yeah. Has an and Oscar. So O-S-K-A-R. Has an Oscar ever won in the UFC? Is this history? He's going to be the first. He's going to be the first. Every Oscars everywhere are elated. It's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to our next bout. It is Alec who's going to tell us who wins this featherweight bout between Chase Hooper and Daniel Tamer. Alec, 15 on the clock to you. Go. Uh, I'm going to have to ditch America real quick to go with Daniel Tamer, Swedish guy. And again, he has a Wikipedia. Who are you working for? Like, you keep switching sides. Well, technically, Raph, he no, didn't. Get, get to mm. me. Give me the chance. I, I'm going to take go Hooper. Ahead. Kevin, go ahead. 15 seconds, go. Because he's 6'1", which is a man's height, versus Tamer, who's 5'5"? Five, five? What is this, Willy Wonka? Are we just inviting anyone in? I appreciate that Alec is sticking with the short team, but I'm going to go ahead and take the guy with a seven-inch advantage in the height and <laughs> other department. Seven-inch advantage. I'm claiming that as a strip club name, too. That's not bad. That's a great name. Fuck. Trademark. Trademark. Everyone cut that. Verbal tab legal. <laughs> it's ours. No one else's. Oh, man. We got to change the show now. 11 in the box. I heard that in the football game. And I was like, oh, my God. That's good. 11 in the <laughs> box. You guys should do this show in, in a strip club. Not against it. <laughs> you find the strip club. It's just difficult because we have to buy the rights to um, pour some sugar on me because it plays every four songs. And that is expensive. But if we I mean, can figure out a way around that. Here's the hard part. Could you imagine Kevin and I sitting in the chairs that you sit in on the ground <laughs> on the elevated like dance floor i can imagine where, you uh, sitting there and me flirting with 18 dancers in the back that's what i can imagine and us trying to podcast while they just keep coming out and being like look it's roxanne coming on out for her pole work tonight roxanne sporting some high heels and nothing underneath that let's hear it for roxanne <laughs> Stage three, no touching, no touching, no, no touching, guys. Um, here's what I'm gonna do: thirty seconds for this welterweight bout between ugh, Colby Covington and Kamaru Us Man. Kevin, thirty seconds for you to start. This is the easiest thing I've done in a really long time. I'm going to explain the last three people Colby Covington beat. Robbie Lawler, Rafael Dos Anjos, Damian Maya. Average age of those people is like 43. Yeah. He is now fighting one of the most athletic people he's fought ever. It's going to knock that Make America Great hat right off his fucking head. And I have a secret. Like, Colby Covington might not be that good a fighter. The reason being, he talks a lot. So I get that he's winning a lot of decisions, a lot of them, including yeah. his last six fights. But I have him losing okay. this one. All right. Well, Alec, what do you have on this one? I got to go Usman. He's just a beast. Uh, when he fought Tyrone Willie, you know, that was like, man, that's a crazy match. All right. And uh, well, you know, that was America. It was America. That That is good to know. And, you know, Here's the good news, guys. We made it all the way through. But 
in the event, because you guys have some that you kind of agreed on, that there is a tie, we need to have some tiebreakers. And the tiebreakers that we select are uh, going to be selecting two individuals on the card who get performances of the night and the fight of the night. So, Kevin, I'm going to actually have you start on this. Who are your two performances of the night going to? Usman, as well as Moreno, who's a little bit of a knockout artist, Mm -hmm. with fight of the night. And this is going to be a big, reluctant one, because he's not going to want to do it. But fight of the night goes to Nunez versus Durandamay. Because that is a rematch, mind you. So that is good. Thank you. All right. Uh, Let's go to you, Alec. Who do you have as two of your performances of the night? Uh, I'm going to go with the old guard, as uh, Kevin Kevin knows. Uh, Uriah Faber. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, Jose Aldo. Those matches, I think, I think the those are going to be fights. uh, Pretty good fights. And performance, I got to go with Amanda Nunez. I think she's just going to. Well, hold on, Raph. He didn't understand because I'm trying to I didn't to understand. Her. No, no, no. You yeah. have two performances, which is one person, and one fight of the night. So two performs, two different so two matches, individuals, right? one Two fight. individuals, which you do have. They're not fighting each other yet, yeah. though. Faber versus Aldo would be fun to watch for no, many no. reasons. Why is that not the fight? The oh, my God. Hold on. We should call them and be like, could you switch Moreas and Jan? Is oh, that a thing? What are we doing here? Why is Aldo not fighting Faber and Murray's not fighting Jan? Never well, mind. to be fair, Aldo's not the way he's supposed to be at. So, yikes. And let Faber eat. So, let, let me rephrase mine. So, you ride Faber, and then mm-hmm. in the Jose Aldo match, the other guy, the Marlon Marais. Okay. There we go. And then uh, Nunez for five the night because she's going. Okay, so you both have the same fight of the night. So but it's going to come down to POFs. Yep. Okay, so that's what it's going to come down to. All right. We said to you, Alec, earlier, if you had an idea for a wager of some sort, you were mentioning technique videos. Did you have another one in mind, or would you like to extrapolate and kind of explain what you had in mind? Either that, or, you know, maybe I, I can uh, uh, just plug your podcast or whatever you want me to do. Hmm, that's a bad, uh-oh, yikes. Bad one? No, 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 it's not bad it's a great for one. us. All right, Kev, where, would you like to counter or give him uh, a kind of uh, direction for his vision? First of all, I want to, I think we, it's an instructional video. That's, that's, this is, this is his realm. If he wins, I'll give an instructional video about how to like and follow Alec Balding. I'll be like, <laughs> here's what you do. I'm down for that. And if he loses we get an instructional video on if you're doing jujitsu and you're like oh fuck i'm so bored oh i'll go download this podcast and that'll spruce it up and that's what he'll do i like that idea a little instructional video about how to follow the other one creative points count and if you can film it at miami velvet it's got three out of five stars for adult entertainment dance clubs, and they're closed Monday and Tuesday, so we're going to have to do it on the other days. Are they closed Monday and Tuesday? Not good strip club days in Miami. Everyone knows that, Ref. I mean, but let's be honest. Monday's the one you need it the most. Oh, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. They have it. It's open on Sunday, so. Sunday doesn't do shit for me. Sunday's the last day of hope. 
And then you get to work on Monday, and if you have a hard day at work Monday, you want a hard night of work. Well, they're so, open I'm the longest on Wednesdays, 9 p.m. to 4 a.m., which is crazy. Bless them. That's the real shift. Well, Alec, let's do this. Uh, first of all, why don't we go, go ahead and give you an opportunity to plug. Where can people find you? Where can they go see your DVDs, your instructionals, your videos, all of the good stuff, sir? Yeah, if you guys want to follow my – or get purchase my DVD – it's already out with BJJ Fanatics. It's called Keeping the Guard for Nogi. Pretty much just how to retain your guard. And uh, if you guys want to follow me, Alec Balding, at Gmail, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. And also, if you guys want to train with me, I'm here in Orlando, Florida, at Orlando BJJ. B- Very nice. Hold on. I want to say this because B-A-U-L-D-I-N-G. Alec yes. Balding. Yep. Yep. I just thought I'd spell it because it took me a second. So, Alec, here's the thing that we do on the show. We always like to extend the offer, which is we do the preliminary game. But then after these uh, fights, we always invite the guests to come back on the next week. So would you be willing to come on in a week's time and uh, discuss the fights with us? Yeah, let's do it. I'm down. Awesome. Now, Kevin has named a bunch of strip clubs where I'm sure you could watch the fights live. So we've done our due diligence for you on where you can see it live. Uh, But, Alec, it is always great. You have such a a nice and easygoing personality. I wanted to bring you on for some time and uh, this just worked out. And I'm so glad you were able to take out time to chat with us about these predictions for fights that were kind of like, mm, Kev, I'll ask you this, I guess to kind of end it on, uh, how much would you pay for this podcast? This podcast, I would easily pay the same subscription that I pay for ESPN Plus, which is five ninety nine. But sadly, I'm going to have to cough up an additional $80 to watch this card, which we'll yeah. see. It's got a lot of good fights. I'd pay $31 for this podcast. <laughs> well, not podcast. $31. I'm talking about the pay-per-view. The podcast is priceless. We don't. Oh, okay. So the fights. This one, I got to tell you, I like the fights here. I like how okay. many. The, it's pretty deep. They, I love anytime Nunez is fighting. Usman's got some buzz. Holloway's on this card. Uriah Faber and Aldo rounded out. And frankly, I can't believe Matt Brown and Ben Saunders are all the way at the bottom of the prelims card. Yeah. That hurts. That hurts so you me. Would pay not like, how much for pay-per-view, though? Eighty-four ninety-nine. That's okay. Uh, and Alec, how much would you pay to watch this pay-per-view if you had the ability to price it out? Like, how much would you pay? Because the normal is right now 60-some-odd dollars. Probably the cost of one dance at a strip club. Well, which strip club uh, are we talking about? I was just going to say, are we uh, talking uh, about Gold Rush Cabaret? Not a high-end <laughs> one, like a mi- middle tier here. Okay, so like Dean's Gold, bucks. the ultimate gentleman's club. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay maybe 40 bucks. That's, that's about top. 40 story. bucks, okay. You should you head to a place up. called Booby Trap. I think you're going to get what the title means. <laughs> it's on Northwest 77th Avenue. Well, Alec. We hope that we've passed on all the right information to you. <laughs> and if any of your students or friends are watching, just know it's mostly our fault and that that's okay and that you're genuinely a great human being. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, we like to thank Alec Balding for coming on the show. Alec, thank you so much, sir. Thank you, guys. has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is